Welcome to the Open Places Podcast, where we fill the gaps in our lives with true character. Today, we want to give a fresh reminder to why we've taken this time on our podcast to speak about our character, why it's so important that we grow in our character. I've heard it said this way, you take your character with you to heaven, not your career, your possessions, your status, but who you were while on this earth. Who I am. Not who others say I am, not even who I think I am, but who God says I am. This means then coming to a place in my life where my sole purpose is to live to please God. 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. I hope that we all have those in our lives who teach us these truths. Deuteronomy 10.10 says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God. A good description of the fear of the Lord is reverence, respect, and awe for the Lord. Right? He's not just your average Joe, just another voice in my life, but he's the one who is truly Lord over all and Lord of my life. But you know, it doesn't stop there. Yes, it's reverence, respect, and awe. But it's a reverence, respect, and awe that leads to obedience. It leads to a changed life. I'm no longer my own. I now glorify God with my body and my spirit, which are God's, as Paul said, the outside and the inside of me, all of me. But to continue what he said there in Deuteronomy, he says he requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and soul. What a purpose to live by. I want to live to please the Lord. I want to love him and serve him with all my heart and all my soul. God, give us all a great passion and a zeal for you. But let's be honest as we talk here. Because we want to make sure, as Wanda often puts it, let's keep it real. Our desire and passion and zeal is just not going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. It's got to be him. Him inside of us. Him giving us the desire. The Bible tells us that he's the one who causes us to will and to do for his good pleasure. So he's the one who gives us the desire to do it, and he's the one who helps us to do it. Thank you, Lord. The Bible also tells us that he who began the good work in you will also be faithful to complete it. Don't depend on your own strength and passion. You'll always either fall short or think too highly of yourself, and both are wrong. We need to depend solely on him to be our helper all along the way to do it, holding his hand for every step. 
and he will lead us to live for his pleasure. So the question for today is then, for whose pleasure are you living? As we've just seen from his word, we can live for his pleasure. Or there's two other options we may take. The first is we might live for our own pleasure. And the second, we might live for people's pleasure, often heard as a people pleaser. Let's see what the word of God says about those. 1 John 2.16 in the NLT version says this, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. It's the status quo of this world. It's living like those who don't know God. It's the drumbeat to how everyone in this world lives. Titus talks about this and pretty much says, Guys, listen, you used to be like that. But if we have Jesus in our hearts and in our lives, then we're not supposed to do that anymore. Titus 3.3 says, Once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and his love, wow, and then he goes on and on to say how God saved us from all of that. And he not only saved us, not because of anything we did, but he chose to pour out his spirit on us and to give us grace. And so he goes on to say in verse 8, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. You see, we're not to live for pleasures that this world offers to us. Sad to say this can still be what happens to us even after the word of God comes to us. Jesus, in speaking in a parable, talked about different kinds of hearts that the seed of the word of God falls on. And in Luke eight fourteen, he says, The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Here's an example. Earlier this year, I finally read The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Probably, I would say, one of the best and most impactful books I've ever read. And in the end, he encourages us to find and seek out God's purposes for our lives. To have, as it were, a life purpose statement answering these five questions. What will be at the center of my life? What will be the character of my life? What will be the contribution of my life? What will be the communication of my life? And lastly, what will be the community of my life? This is the first to find out in our lives. And then what he said next struck me so truly. Well, we might ask ourselves, what about the other details of my life, my job, my marriage, where I live, where I go to school, my future? This is what he said to that question or those questions. These are all secondary things in our lives. When we focus on the first priority, the secondary will fall into place, not vice versa. 
So when Jesus said those things, he meant that those who hear the message, but their focus is all on the secondary stuff, the things that go on in our lives, then the message ends up crowded out of their life and those people never grow into maturity. And that's what we really want here in this life, for us to grow in him. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 21, I'm afraid when I come again, I'm going to be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You've not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. Are we still living for our own pleasures? And lastly, living to please people. This might not always be clearly seen, but it's when our actions are prompted in order to not bring displeasure to those around us. Are we supposed to serve others? Sure, of course we are, but we're to be led by the Spirit to please Him, not to get the reward from others. The Bible tells us to work as though we are working for God and not man. We can see our motive here if we do it merely for acceptance or for reward. These are not pure motives and prove to be really still trying to just please ourselves in ultimately getting what we want. Or another example I read recently in the life of Eli, God's priest, the one in charge of God's house, found in 1 Samuel. The Bible tells us Eli's sons were just horrible. 1 Samuel 2.17 says, So the sin of these young men was very serious in the Lord's sight. Again, who are we pleasing? For they treated the Lord's offering with contempt. Eli knew this, and yet he gave them only a slight little slap on the hand, as it were. No real dealing with them on the issue that he knew to be wrong. And it says this in Verse 29, God said to him, why do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and your sons have become fat from the best offerings of my people. The end of that story, judgment from God. How serious. He removed his promise to him. That was the result. He had said to him, I promise you and your house and your father would go in and out before me. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Wow. Eli was a people pleaser. And it cost him big. The Bible tells us fear of man will prove to be a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be kept safe. So who are you living to please? Is it yourself? Is it other people? Or is it the Lord? Take some time to be honest and open with the Lord. He loves you, and he'll show you his way. Remember, we were made for his pleasure. Thanks for listening in on today's podcast and having a fresh reminder on why 
we are aiming to grow in character this year. As women, wives, and moms, we are standing with you to help see you grow.